Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode we have the trust and we have the big three which is trust grantor trusty beneficiary yeah marvin francois the grantor marvin francois llc the trustee there you have it now, for the beneficiary, like you said, instead of making the beneficiary a person, we can make that, we can make the beneficiary the estate. The estate. And the estate is essentially all of our assets. Everything. So if I own real estate, if I own franchises, if I own businesses, that is essentially the beneficiary. You're protecting it. Not only that, you have companies that use the death certificate that start filing claims on the estate that start taking the wealth before the family even gets it. Okay. So... Now you have no family control to say, whoa, 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 before y'all start digging and tapping into. But the trust is protecting the estate. Mm -hmm. You see that? Mm -hmm. So we are now creating that protection over everything that you built, mm -hmm. everything that you worked on, everything that you worked so hard for. You see a lot of families say, you know, my family built this house brick by brick. We had that land and our family. And it was taken due to some type of back tax or some type, something that we were not aware of. And here's the other downside of things if you don't have a trust in place. A lot of these companies, when they go and file claims and they taking it, they then put the liability on the loved ones. So now your family has inherited debt mm -hmm. because there was no protection over the wealth. The companies get the wealth. We get the debt. If you want to hold on to this house, you're going to take on the mortgage. But remember... I used to be a debt collector. Mm -hmm. I used to buy old debt. So so if the person passed away, all you got to do is use the death certificate to file the claim. Because everybody, if you're going you to send out a loan, you're going to have an insurance claim attached to this loan. It's not guaranteed. Okay. But what do we do? We personal guarantee. We say we personally going to give it to you. Now that guarantee, you know what a guaranteed is? Life is not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So why do we put ourselves in position to personal guarantee? So this is why companies come and taking everybody's stuff. You told them to. Mm -hmm. You guaranteed it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that trust is now saying, you know what? My family will get this first. And when it comes to the debt, baby, you got to get it how you going to get it. But it's, it's not going to happen to It ain't going to happen to us, but my family going <laughs> to Thirty eight percent. That's the amount of entrepreneurs that are struggling to get their business funded because their personal credit isn't where it needs to be. Now, you can look into alternatives like corporate credit cards and vendor accounts. But the truth is, the easiest way to get access to five to six figures in funding is to have good personal credit. As an entrepreneur, the stress of trying to build a successful business is already enough as is. So why work harder than you need to when you can simplify the funding process by getting your credit restored? My company, Takeoff Financial, has served hundreds 
hundreds of entrepreneurs just like you by helping them avoid the pain of getting denied for business funding by restoring their personal credit, and we want you to be the next one. So click the link above or below this video to secure your free consultation, and let's put you in position to get you funding that your business needs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today huh, is a very special day because our guest today is your favorite trustee. She's educated hundreds of thousands of black and brown individuals nationwide on the importance of creating a family legacy, acquiring assets, and protecting these things from generation to generation through establishing a trust. Whether she's dropping gems on our Instagram Live Car Chronicles or providing motivation to the masters through teaching, uh, through her engaging and creative content, our guest's remission has always remained the same. To teach our community what true generational wealth looks like through the power of owning nothing and controlling everything. And today, she's here to do more of the same. Ladies and gentlemen, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by way of Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm here with the one, the only, Miss Layla Lockwood. How are you? What's going on? Thank you. That was me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's you. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I can't complain. Fantastic. You know. um, it's been a journey. But I'm here. There you go. You're here. I'm excited to have you on. Um, I've been following you for some time now. We got connected at InvestFest of all yes. places. I saw you, you know, going through the vendor marketplace by yourself, right? And I was just saw your aura glowing. And I said, all right, cool. Let me go over, introduce myself. And uh, I told myself, listen, I've talked about a lot of great things on my platform, but never have I talked about trust and legacy building. And, you know, we always hear conversations about generational wealth, but what you specialize in is literally the foundation of that, right? It's the core. It's the core of it. So I was extremely excited to get the opportunity to bring you on and have you here live and in person. So I'm excited. I know who you are, but there oh. are some people who are watching or listening who may not be too familiar. So for those who aren't, who is Layla Lockwood? Your favorite trustee. <laughs> now, Layla Lockwood is actually an entity. So, you know, just coming from where I come from, like you said, I'm from Philadelphia. Um, now I'm living in Charlotte. I have a background. My background, you know, was in collections. Mm. And I was in collections for about 10 plus years. And just fast forward, to, you know, I got into being a debt purchaser. And I understood right then and there the power of sharing and selling personal information. So that didn't align with my spirit. You know, um, it felt like it was doing damage to the community because we played on the mindset of the ignorance. Mm. So my goal was to, if I ever get on the other side, meaning to help other individuals protect their information, mm -hmm. I want to pour that more into the community. So that's where Layla Lockwood LLC came from, is now turning yourself into an entity mm -hmm. and build that legacy, creating something that outlives you. I love it. So um, you talked about, of course, coming from the debt collection space. Where exactly did that transition go? happen from being in the debt collection space to ultimately transitioning into educating people about estate planning, right? Because it's such a specific field that very few know about, right? Yeah. Especially people that look and walk walk like us, talk like us and look like us. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, I had some great leaders, you know, in front of me, helping me, guiding me. Uh, when going into the space of having a whole call center is privacy, right? We don't know where they're calling from. It could be satellite locations, you know, from other third world countries and, you know, just making sure that that business is protected. That's all I knew. We didn't want to get sued. We didn't want the, you know, we, all these things. And we even operate on the alias. So that whole thing of being in the forefront is basically stating that all I knew was, of course, no business owner wants to get sued. And then from there, bad partnership. And then, of course, that gets emotion, right? You're like, I'm tired of things failing, taking from me, starting over, you know, seize things. I've seen a whole bunch of things. And Clubhouse, Mm. Beginning of COVID, um, I seen a lot of people passing away, 
Um, the one that really got me because I'm here in New York, I could just touch on that one where they had to put a whole bunch of bodies in an 18 wheeler truck mm-hmm. and keep them on ice right. because they did they couldn't get it out. So, so much has went on, and I'm like, what's happening to these families? What's happened to their their assets? And and I started learning about trust because it was in front of me, um, but I I didn't know what I had my hands on mm-hmm. until adversity hit. Right. Till I walked away from a lot of things that I had, and it were things. And I got in Clubhouse and people kept coming to me and say, you different, you talk different, you built different. Mm-hmm. And it was the people, mm-hmm. you know, they like, we're rooting for you. I started, you know, I was in a very dark place mm-hmm. in my life, but I had information and information changed my life. So it started from, you know, me growing and they asked me, show me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about educating. It was really about informing people right. for free. Right. And they're like, nah, we need to pay you for your time. And, I, and time is your biggest asset because time in this short period of time, we've done some amazing things. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Got you. So then where does, because you're, 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 the social handle that you go from now is credi, Credigenics. Credigenics. So where does that come from? Because I try to put two and two together. I was searching it's high not. and low. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. So I had to ask the woman herself, where does that come from? Credigenics is very powerful. You know, um, I was going hard with helping people understand really the power of credit mm-hmm. and understanding too how you got the control versus the companies. Everybody should have good credit. It should be a part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. That's because we should have the knowledge of how to read the credit report, how to find errors on a credit report, because when you find the errors, it pays you. Mm-hmm. And that took off. Mm-hmm. But then we started realizing that people use their credit to leverage to buy an asset, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the, the, the means or the understanding of to protect the asset that you amass when you use this credit to right. go get an asset. So that's how we got into transition. But changing the Instagram, and by this time, we had all these fake pages, all these people. And I'm like, I didn't know any of this right. existed. You right. know, I'm just doing what um, I naturally do is mm-hmm. help people. And then it started going from there. So I didn't never change the name. Got you. You had a quote, and I think this is a great place to start the conversation. I don't know if it's your quote, but I heard you say it, and I really loved it, where you said, death is not planned, but it's inevitable, right? Absolutely. We, we know we're all going. We don't know when we're going, but we're going. And in, and in understanding that, it becomes super important for us to do the work now of taking whatever it is that we're building, whatever it is that we're cultivating and creating that foundation to where it's able to be here for generations to come, right? Listen, from the time that you're born, you are writing out your obituary. A mm. lot of people don't realize that. I mean, you you see people die before they, you know, they say, oh, they died at a young age right. or they died at an old age. Mm-hmm. Either way, what were they doing in their lifetime span? That dash in between the beginning and the end is what your legacy is built around. Right. If you go outside the house and you're doing something, it's a purpose. Maybe you're going to go work a job. Is it just to pay bills? Mm-hmm. What are you actually doing to now create a strategy to make sure that whoever you're doing this for will receive it? Mm-hmm. It's not just a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. It's not just a pension because some people don't make it to even cash out their pension. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people get laid off, fired, and their 401k is gone. Mm -hmm. So what are we creating that is the credit, right, for your family? Who's going to make sure that ensure that they will receive the benefit? Right. And that's why I love what you teach so much because essentially it's based around that when we talk about estate planning and trust and things like that. So for those who don't know, let's really break it down for them so that they understand what it is and just the importance of it. What exactly is a trust? Man, it's a legal tool. It's actually um, a legal instrument, um, financial instrument instrument that is used to protect, mm-hmm. used to hold wealth. 
mm-hmm. and then pass it on to the next generation. Pass it on to your loved ones. So that that tool, I like to look at it as a trust is like the treasure box. And everything that is valuable to you, you're going to keep it sacred. You're going to keep it private. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's structured, you put those treasures in that trust, that treasure box. I love it. Now, when... To because I really want to unpack this because I'm still feel like I'm still learning about trust. Yes. I got a specialist sitting next to me, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta break it down. I gotta get all the information right. Typically, whenever I hear, especially in business, people talk about like creating things to protect assets and stuff like that. I've heard trust talked about a little bit, but more so, I've heard about holding companies. Yeah. So when we talk about holding companies, is there any similarities between a trust and a holding company? Are they two completely separate things for separate affairs? Do they work together? How does that work? That's a great question. Um, The trust is the holding company because mm-hmm. remember, the trust holds the asset. Mm-hmm. Now, if you create another entity to, to be the shareholder that's holding the shares, there's no asset protection there. So let's say you just create another LLC that's just going to hold the company. Mm-hmm. In between that barrier of holding the other company, there's no asset protection. Mm-hmm. So when you put a trust that owns the entity, that creates that holding space of asset protection. Got you. Interesting. That's my first. I thought it was too completely simple. Yeah, the trust holds the asset for okay. the benefit of something, someone else. So that's why we say trust-owned entity for trust-owned everything. So now when it comes, we, we understand what a trust is. Um, how do we now go about get like getting it set up what does that process look like do i need a lawyer is it something that i could do for myself do i go on legalzoom.com where do i go to get this thing you know it's everywhere at this point right um but you know put my disclaimer here that i am not an attorney Mm -hmm. i don't present myself to be an attorney i'm an economic activist i'm an advocate um but when it comes to this document it's actually just um well the tool mainly is for structure you can pull this up. You can write it out how you want your assets to be structured. Mm-hmm. So even though people can pull a template as a guideline, you still got to make it make sure that it's creative and structured in a way that's going to protect everything that you have. So every trust is not created the same, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to make sure it goes to this person, that person. But how? Also, too, there's no law that is mandate for just an attorney to set up the document. You can create it yourself. Would you advise that? I can't advise you anything. Well, I know. Okay, well, let, me, <laughs> let me let me rephrase the question. Nah, let me, you got to make sure. Yeah, let me let me let me rephrase the question. What is from your experience? What's the better route when it comes to establishing a trust? Do I go to a professional? Is it something that I can essentially put my hands on myself and do? From your from your experience, my experience is learning this information, understanding that you do have the power. Okay. These are your assets. This is what you worked hard for. This is your money. Half the time, we don't have control of our bank accounts, right? Because right. when we go in there, it's controlled by a trustee. Mm-hmm. The bankers are the bankers are trustees. So when you learn this information, you understand the control that you have. Well, mm-hmm. I'm doing this today for the benefit of my children or my grandchildren, my great. You're now creating, you know, lineage for your lineage, right? Mm-hmm. You're creating this. So understanding it is like, I need to know this because if you pass any wealth, even if you create it, sit down with an attorney, you're creating this document so it can be passed down to your next generation. The next generation is important to learn it more than anybody Mm -hmm. because they're going to receive the benefit. Mm -hmm. They don't know. That's why wealth don't make it past the second generation. Right. So it's really understanding um, the provisions in your area. But this is why they come to the Trusteeship Enrichment Program. We help you understand in your area. So you won't have to bust your head. You know, not say bust your head, but you just your mind is not consumed with, I got to learn everything, every law, every step. That's not how we, we not forcing law on people. We right. force, we actually showing you that 
this house can be moved. Mm -hmm. This car can be protected. These are all valuable things. And when you itemize what's valuable to you, see, that's all about identifying that. People didn't know a bank account is valuable to people. My nine to five check, where it's going, it's valuable to people. And we just help them go there. Life insurance, your life should be protected, Right. right, over your body. So then they say, oh, well, then the trust, if we create that, the trust don't die. Right. But people do. Right. Okay. Diving more into that, because you, you talked about just some of the different things that we as individuals view as assets that we can use the trust to protect. When it comes to who a trust is for, when it's time for us to get a trust, right? Because mm. I think, for especially for someone that may just be learning about it, you may hear trust and think, okay, I got to be making it like seven, eight figures. I got to be some super high level business owner with you know, millions of dollars in assets for me to even think about getting something like that. What would you say to someone who's who has that kind of mindset? Man, I started I started with nothing. Really? I had the information. And if you think like me, I see I'm a believer. I'm a creative thinker. Mm-hmm. I don't know when my next day is going, I'm gonna pop. Like, you know, it's like I, I might hit the powerball, you know, and having a trust as the foundation now I got something I could transfer the wealth into. Mm-hmm. So saying I need to wait till I get the money. Well, what if you wait and keep waiting and you keep waiting and you die? Mm-hmm. Then you start realizing probate say, well, you could have transferred this. You could, you should have did. You should have had a will. You should have had these things. Well, people thought that they supposed to have money first. So which one is it? Mm-hmm. So we start showing people that when you have the trust as the foundation, everything that you amass, you make the trust the owner. Mm-hmm. See if you if you create a business. And you don't have a trust. Now you position, you're in that position to be the owner. Mm-hmm. You get sued. You're like, oh, man, I wish I had a trust before right. you start making this money. But when you put the trust as the owner, that is the foundation that it protects everything that now comes after that. What are some of the different types of trusts out there? Because, uh, like you said, I don't know if all trusts are created equal. Is there just one type of trust that everyone can get or are there different variations of it that we can choose from? The two main types of trust is either going to be revocable or irrevocable. Okay. Now, how you structure it, meaning it can be a trust built for, you know, medical. Mm-hmm. It can protect from, you know, Medicaid. It can protect you from um, if you want to make charitable donations. There's all different types of trust, mm-hmm. but it's only going to be either revocable or irrevocable. What's the difference between the two? Man, revocable, you're still, it's, it, all the assets are still connected to you. Your grantor, you still got control as the grantor. The grantor is the person, if anybody didn't know, grantor is the person who created the trust. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you still have control, it's still connected to you personally, when you pass away, if there's some creditors, if there's some lawsuits or anything, they can still say, hey, this person owns some things and they're going to revise or, you know, change the fact that you had assets set aside mm. because that only going to give you privacy. It don't give you protection. Mm. Now, the irrevocable, it gives you protection. It cannot be revoked. It mm. will not be revised. So when you don't make the change as the grantor, see, you don't want the you don't want the power. Mm-hmm. You want to give up control, let the trust own everything. Mm-hmm. That's where they own nothing, control everything. Right. It's implemented so much because if someone's trying to sue me, I I own nothing. I have no control over it, but I can dictate and move how it's protected. Gotcha. So I take the position as trustee. But again, we have another creative way because Layla Lockwood LLC is a corporation. Mm-hmm. So even the trustee is a corporation. Mm, okay. So revocable, like you said, it still has a little bit of liability that's tied to us at Marvin Francois, the person. The person. The natural person. The natural person. Irrevocable. Marvin Francois ain't got nothing to do with this. This this the trust is I gave it away to the trust. Mm -hmm. 
are there any like pros and cons? Because from the research I've done with irrevocable, even though it gives you a lot more protection, the one thing is like it's ironclad. Once an irrevocable trust is set, you can't modify it. You can't touch it. Anything else like that, right? You can't as the grantor. Okay. Now, if you're in a position where you're still living, you're the trustee, you can also, again, this is the controlling part, right? I don't own nothing, but I can put you in position to make this move for me. Just like the mortgage company. They go buy houses for us. Okay. The bank buy houses for us. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting there. The bank has the control and we just sit here and dictate the move with our securities. So we see it on a day-to-day basis. We see a, a, a finance company purchase the car for us and then we come on the back end and do business with the bank. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. Now, if you have a trust and you're not, you're like the grantor has no control, then there's trustees that can now be in position to be appointed to make those changes. All right, see, we're going to have to break this down because I want to make sure. So you have grantor and you have trustee. Mm-hmm. Can you be a grantor and you can't be both? You, you can. You can be both. But it's advised for you not to be both or? Why not? Why not? You need me, I'm going to show up. But as a trustee. Okay. See, trustee, now, if you say Layla Lockwood, I'm, I'm going to put it into my name. Okay, let's do it. Layla Lockwood, the grantor. Layla Lockwood, trustee. See, that trustee at the end changes the position. Okay, got you. Just like if I get married. You see, if you see Mrs. on the front of my name, you know that's a different position. Mm-hmm. That's how simple but serious it is because if you forget to put trustee on the back of your name, that means, uh-oh, you operating as yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you operating as trustee, that's two different positions. So it's Marvin Francois, the grantor. Mm-hmm. Now, I can make Marvin Francois the person, the trustee, or Correct. or can I have Marvin Francois LLC and have it be the trustee as Correct. well? Correct. So now if I have an irrevocable trust, walk with me. I want to make sure I got this. Yeah. If I have an irrevocable trust, I'm the grantor, and then I have Marvin Francois, the LLC. Marvin Francois, the grantor, because it's irrevocable, can or can't do anything? Can't do nothing. Not the grantor. But Marvin Francois, LLC. Yep, can be in the position. Who is the trustee, is in mm-hmm. position to come back and say, hold on, let's go ahead and move some things around. Got and it got to be written out. Got you. You got to make sure that it's beneficial for everyone, all parties involved. So nobody's just coming and making changes and is leaving out the benefits for the others. Right. Let's let, let's have, I want to. I really. All right. So I want to present a couple of different scenarios. Let's say we have an irrevocable trust. Yes. I'm a single man. Right. Okay. Before, before when I get this irrevocable trust, I find a nice young lady. I want to get married with this young lady. Do we now do does Marvin Francois LLC, the trustee now go back and make my soon-to-be significant other, a trustee as well, or do, does she go get her own trust? And then we have a third a third trust that we do after that where it's both of us. So I have my own individual trust. You. She has her own individual, and then we have a third one that, that's for our marriage. Marital. You can do that. Okay. These are all scenarios that's going to be based on your love life, right? Okay. The trust that you trust this person. Okay. Now, the good thing that you made that statement is, should I make my wife the trustee? You didn't say beneficiary. Okay. So here's the power in this. When you put your wife as the trustee, she now takes the next position. God forbid something happens to you. Now, that don't mean you have to die. It could be you may be incapacitated. It could be coma. It could be car accident. You have no activity of your your day-to-day limbs, Mm -hmm. your mindset, right? You need your wife to go make those bank deposits, make some payments, do these things. If she's listed as the beneficiary, she won't have that power. She mm-hmm. only have to wait and benefit. She has no power to do control, to manage the wealth. So when I said, oh, hold on. So now the way that we maneuver, and this is the information that this is why the trusteeship and ritual program is so powerful. Mm-hmm. is because we show people that do you want your children to just wait 
for someone to have maybe a court appointed to control everything. And maybe you won't get nothing because the, the kids are waiting mm-hmm. to benefit. Now you have your loved ones that's been you've been educating your family this entire time. They're in position to control and manage. It's a business chain. At the generation, at the generation, at the generation, they have the power to control. So why do I need an attorney to stay around when all their position was they formed it? Mm-hmm. It's on you to make sure that your family keep the wealth in the family. Mm-hmm. It's your family. There you go. Okay. So now take a step back. So we have the trust. Yeah. Irrevocable. Now, in terms of all the different individuals that can be connected to this trust, we mentioned, you talked about grantor. I understand who the grantor is. I understand who the trustee is. You just threw another one in there, which is beneficiary. Are there any other in, other other titles that can be connected to this trust? So that's, that's the big three. That's the big three. But let me tell you, I don't want to get this to you. <laughs> I, I, this, this is the Marvel Friends Swap Show. You got to, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, go, say what you were going to say. Go ahead, go, go ahead. No, I'm saying those are the main three. No, yeah. you was about to say something else. <laughs> what, what, just, 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 just sprinkle it in there. So to be honest with you, like the way that this thing is positioned mm-hmm. is for protection over your family. So okay. we talk about generational wealth, but we start seeing that wealth get taken from the family right. immediately, right. right? Because the death is public. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the structure of making sure that your family will forever benefit is putting the estate as the beneficiary. The estate, when you say the estate itself. That means, the. let me tell you what the estate is because okay. some people may not know what. The estate is all the property, all the wealth, everything that the person had in their lifetime, mm-hmm. right? So when it comes to the trust, if they say, oh, somebody passed away. Oh, unfortunately, the house is locked in the estate. You ever heard that term? Like, right. You can't get it out until you go to probate. You can't right. get no frozen bank account. All that is now property of the estate. Mm-hmm. But if you mean to tell me that every time somebody passed away and they didn't know no wealth was coming to them, right? They didn't know where it was. It goes locked into the estate. Who has control of the estate? The trustee? The trust. The trust. Because, okay, got you. Because remember, trustees can still pass away. These are still people got that you. you're putting in position. Got you. So you mentioned about like, you know, um, if I don't have any children or if I don't, if maybe you're just a single person. Mm-hmm. This legacy can now be beneficial where you say, you know what? I might want to put a franchise there. I want to open up a foundation. See, Aaliyah, these are, I, I can give you Tupac. See, there's people that passed away that had no children but created a legacy. Mm-hmm. So I still don't want people to think because they don't have no, you know, children and maybe not be married that a trust is not beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. You're, you are valuable, mm-hmm. you know, protect you mm-hmm. and everything that you, you, you know, you built. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this no, because I'm I'm learning as you're teaching, and I like this. This is really good for me too. Okay, cool. We have the trust, and we have the big three, which is trust, grantor, trustee, beneficiary. Yeah. Marvin Francois, the grantor. Marvin Francois LLC, the trustee. There you have it. Now, for the beneficiary, like you said, instead of making the beneficiary a person, we can make that we can make the beneficiary the estate. The estate. And the estate is essentially all of our assets. Everything. So if I own real estate, if I own franchises, if I own businesses, that is essentially the beneficiary. You're protecting it. Not only that, you have companies that use the death certificate that start filing claims on the estate that start taking the wealth before the family even gets it. Okay. So now you have no family control to say, whoa, 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 before y'all start digging and tapping into. But the trust is protecting the estate. Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. 
So we are now creating that protection over everything that you built, everything that you worked on, everything that you worked so hard for. You see a lot of families say, you know, my family built this house brick by brick. We had that land in our family and it was taken due to some type of back taxes, some type, something that we were not aware of. And here's the other downside of things if you don't have a trust in place. A lot of these companies, when they go and file claims and they take in it, they then put the liability on the loved ones. So now your family has inherited debt mm-hmm. because there was no protection over the wealth. The companies get the wealth. We get the debt. If you want to hold on to this house, you're going to take on the mortgage. But remember, I used to be a debt collector. Mm-hmm. I used to buy old debt. So, so if the person passed away, all you got to do is use the death certificate to file the claim. Because everybody, if you're going to send out a loan, you're going to have an insurance claim attached to this loan. It's not guaranteed. Okay. But what do we do? We personal guarantee. We say we personally going to give it to you. Now that guarantee, you know what a guaranteed is? Life is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So why do we put ourselves in position to personal guarantee? So this is why companies come and taking everybody's stuff. You told them to. Mm-hmm. You guaranteed it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that trust is now saying, you know what? My family will get this first. And when it comes to the debt, baby, you got to get it how you going to get it. But it's, it's not going to happen to It ain't going to happen to us, but my family going <laughs> to I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, 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 okay. I'm learning. I'm understanding. I'm, I'm really trying to take this thing slow and digest it to make yeah. sure I got it. It's different. No, no, this is very, this is, this is very multi-layers. That's why I'm really trying to make sure I unpack it, not just for myself, but also for the audience as well. Okay, cool. I have an, so I understand the trust. I understand the big three. I understand how we can position everything to where we're protecting what we have, right? I also heard, and you can confirm this, when we talk about, because you talked about death, of course, that when you have assets, when you die, if if your asset valuation passes a certain threshold, you get taxed on that. But you can, if if the assets is in the trust, the trust essentially can act as like a, a right, like write the write the tax bill off, like the death tax off? Have you heard something like that? So when you have a death tax that's attached to the grantor, because this is where the layers of protection comes in, Okay. then the person gets taxed. But if you're not putting your family member in position to allocate that, it's not saying that the taxes won't get paid. That's not what I'm saying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people say she's promoted not paying nothing. Right, right, right. No, what happens is these companies will get paid. Mm-hmm. Do understand. They will get paid. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to be on the backs and the faults of your loved ones. Of course, mm-hmm. they don't understand finance. They don't understand. if They're already trying to manage the wealth that you left. We're talking millions of dollars. Now, if you're leaving it to a loved one, which is, let's say, uh, you mentioned a wife or so, right. is the beneficiary. That means that person has a certain time frame to take that wealth out. Mm-hmm. We don't want to distribute wealth. If we're going to have it private in our lifetime, why would I release it to my missus. Why right. would I release it to my, my mister? Right? Because that becomes public in their hand. Mm-hmm. Here's a tax implication. Mm-hmm. Right? If I pass wealth from private owned trust to now giving it to the kids publicly, that's a tax implication. Why would I want to create that for my children? Mm-hmm. So that's why where's a threshold say, well, we're not passing wealth. We're keeping it in the trust. So instead of passing you a house, I'm going to pass the trust to you. It's the, it's the baton. Mm-hmm. So when I pass the trust to you, now you... You got to manage that wealth inside of it, enjoy it, benefit, right? Because you have the control to benefit. Mm-hmm. You can live in that house. You can go to that bank account because the owner never died. Remember, the trust is the owner. The house, the owner never died. 
You see where I'm going with this? Now we're creating something that it stays in the family. This is the legacy. Right. When they say legacy continue, no, a lot of y'all not structured right. Legacy going to die. It's like, no. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything that you grow and build, and people say, oh, I got all this in my name. When you die, it ain't going with you. Right. So if you're not structured in a way that it stays with you, who, who do you want to benefit? Mm-hmm. That's where you got you to gotta know. And you got to make sure it's positioned. Because if you say, oh, I'm going to leave it to a child. Oh, I only got a child that's under 18, under 20, under 21, right? How do you make sure your loved ones get that? Right. We structure the trust today. I got a 10-year-old, 13-year-old, and a 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. And a grandson that's seven months. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do I make sure that my seven-month-old grandson, because I'm already working on the next generation. My thoughts are now, everything is structured now. We got to prepare for the second generation. The statistic says wealth don't make it past the second generation. Why? Because you gave all the assets to your loved ones. You put it in their name mm-hmm. directly. That's why I don't make it past the second generation. Then they keep it. They sell it. They auction it off. And then that's it. Yard sale. They need some money. Maybe they, they, and then when you pass it on to your loved one, what if they in debt? Mm-hmm. Then that get taken. So where's the continuous gen- generational wealth that's being spent in this trust is different. 50% of businesses fail within the first five years and 38% of those businesses fail due to lack of access to capital. But 100% of business owners who are watching this aren't gonna have that issue because I'm about to teach y'all how to bankroll your business. What's going on family? My name is Marvin Francois and back in 2020, I was a new entrepreneur with little to no idea on how I was gonna build my first successful business. But fast forward a couple of years later, I've been able to build multiple successful six-figure businesses by by leveraging business credit and today I want to give entrepreneurs the game on how they can do the same so this Thursday I'm gonna be hosting my free bankroll your business masterclass where I'm gonna teach you for how to go from having bad personal credit and little to no business funding to having perfect personal credit and access to a minimum of fifty thousand dollars in funding for your business spots are going fast and the clock is ticking so if you haven't already click the link above or below this video to secure your seat and I'll see y'all on Thursday peace okay Another question I would have is, as I'm as we're learning about the trust, when we whenever I've heard about like you know preparing for death and things like that, even though a lot of people aren't familiar with trust, they are more. I feel like more people are familiar with wills, mm-hmm. right? So what exactly is? Are oh, you smiling already? What's the, what would you, what is the difference between a trust and a will when we talk about protecting assets and transferring generational wealth? Is there one that's better than the other? Are they more in the same? I give you this: wills are just a wish. Right. Because wills are only court control. Okay. If you want your family to inherit the wealth, trust is family control and it's private. Mm. The wills are public. Right. Okay. So which one do you want for your family? But I will tell you this when it comes to wills. There's a such thing called pour over will. Right. And that will is only created. To make sure that, let's say you forgot to put a house in there. Oops, I forgot to put this one, this one bank account, this investment account. And I forgot to protect it. Mm-hmm. This pour over will, which is like pour over, is runneth over. You know, mm-hmm. we so blessed. We runneth over, right? Mm-hmm. We forget to put some of those assets in the trust. Well, that pour over will will ensure that what you left out will go to the trust. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about that. It's a difference between a pour over will and there's a difference between a will and testament. That will and testament is to leave your loved one, which is considered the executor, to handle your debts. That's not the position I want for my children. So in no way, shape. I mean, so you mentioned the pour over will. So the pour over will, you have the pour over will and then you have the intestament will. 
two different things. In testament will, we don't want that. Get that out of here. Last, that's the last will and testament. That's like and testament. Like that's like your last wishes, right? Those, this is what I want. My, this is what I wish my family will have. But then they say, wait a minute, you got some IRS, you got some taxes, you got some American Express. Not to be putting nobody out there, but these credit card companies, these are things that you had in your name. Mm-hmm. This is the debt side of things. See, this is why I talk about we're not putting debt in the trust mm-hmm. because the debt side of things is what you did in your natural name. Right. But the things that you leverage, you can now transfer it. And that part is what you keep. Mm. So the if you forget and there's some, oops, I forgot to put some, that that pour over will is structured in a way that, I, I mean, who, why no one's talking about this? Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So, yeah, the wills is to pay debts. Got you. Got and you. for me being a debt collector, I wish I wish my kids would. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Diving, diving more into the, the the trust side of things. Yes, we understand that we understand what it is, the benefits of it, the different inner workings of it, how mm-hmm. to structure it in a way to where it's protecting assets, creating generational wealth, all mm-hmm. these amazing, amazing things. Yes, I follow you closely. Another thing you talk about, you've talked about it sporadically throughout the sit down so far. You talk about funding the trust. Yes, right. So one of the key things that you talk about, which has become a a very popular topic now, is life insurance. And you've been very outspoken about how like you would never put yourself as a beneficiary of life insurance. You would never attach your name to life insurance. You would essentially you have the trust, um, essentially be the beneficiary of the bene- beneficiary of the life insurance policy. Am I right on that? Yeah, you you know, yeah, you yeah. did your work. You know, I did my research, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't but I love that for you yeah. because, you know, um, people don't realize that a life insurance policy is considered a personal asset. Okay. See, we don't want the asset in our name. Mm-hmm. So if I have I have a family, you know, I have my children, right? As a mother, I'm going to get a life insurance policy over me and my children and my grandson. But if something happens to me and their payment is coming out of a personal checking account monthly, then what happens is their payment, their uh, policy will lapse. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That could happen. The account can get frozen. Right. But then if I put it in a way where I'm still going to tell my story beyond the grave. I'm still going to ensure that they are taken care of beyond the grave as I want to make sure that the trust is the owner because the trust not going to die. So I'm going to create income producing assets that's going to, again, continue without me and make sure it feeds them. Rather, they're underage. See, that entity is what's going to feed them. Now, it don't have to be the hands of somebody that you don't know as soon as you pass away. They turn it back on you and don't give your kids anything. That's why I said when they get of age, they're already going to be the successor. They're going to come up. They're going to know and they're going to be in that position to control. Mm -hmm. Now, the life insurance is one of the fastest ways that your family can be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Collectively, multi-million. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I say 200,000, you know, let's say a quarter million. Mm -hmm. That's a a lot to an average family. Right. Right. So we can just get a policy. So let's go get policies. Let's get it on our children or ourselves. But put the trust as the owner, put the trust as the beneficiary, and put the trust as the payee. Okay. Because you want that payment to come out the trust account. We got we got money that's coming in that's going to overflow, mm-hmm. right? So we're not going to worry about if a personal bank account get closed down because the person passed away and there's some levies, some audits and things like that. The trust is funding these things that's going to continuously live. And then we're passing, like I said, the generations. And my children have to learn this. So when they have children, they're going to say, nope, my mother put the trust as the owner. I'm going to follow at the the plan that was put in place. Mm-hmm. 
we got another one. I don't know if we want to go into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do we have? Let's do it. Talk to me about it. What what is it? What is it? What I'm all ears? I lit. What is I I lit? I lit. Okay, let's break it down. They say I'm lit now. Drop some fire in the chat. Um, I lit is an irrevocable life insurance um policy, right? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. No, the floor is yours. I'm here. I'm, I'm just. It's I'm a life insurance trust. Okay. Like, so if you have a eyelid, an irrevocable, where it cannot be revised, then this is protection for creditors coming after you, like medical. You know, people get get to a point where they go into nursing homes, rehabilitation centers. I mean, you name it, hospice. They're going to come after you for this debt. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty grand a month for a nursing bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, pe- do people know this, or is it because the insurance is like, oh, we're, we're going to take care of it? And the and life insurance policy is going to protect your family to make sure they ensure that they receive it. No one can come in and change it. You know, life insurances get sued. Life insurance policy, like if somebody died in like debt, mm-hmm. and if their loved ones like, nah, we can race sue that policy. We need that money. If you have a cash value life insurance policy, yeah, if you go through a divorce. They can take that as alimony. That's an asset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, we know we have to impact that. So it's called okay. Eyelid. Eyelid is that what is that an acronym? Yeah. For, what does it say? Right. So ir- irrevocable mm-hmm. life, life insurance. insurance trust. How do you get? How do we get that set up? Call your life insurance company. Okay. And you need to tell them. Well, you have to have, a, of course, an irrevocable trust in place. Okay. And tell them you want to change the policy. You want to change the owner of the policy. It's a phone call, but mm-hmm. you have to have that document in place, of course. So if we have life insurance already, we can go get this trust set up. Once we get the trust set up, you need me to help you. I mean, come on, we, 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 it, it's <laughs> we a must. Go. We 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 gonna make we gonna make it do what it do. We get the, we get the trust. We know grantor, uh, beneficiary, estate. Cool. We got to get this life insurance set up. Instead of us going and get a cash value life insurance policy, we can do ILIT. It can still be cash value. Oh, it can still be ca- cash. So. Ca- Cash value and eyelid can be are in the same. I thought it was totally separate. No, it's a it's a policy. It's a oh. life insurance policy that is owned by the trust. Gotcha. That is irrevocable. That cannot be revised. So I don't want you to get it confused. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we get this policy to where now, similar to what the trust does for us and our family and our state and our assets, they can't touch the life insurance policy in the event. It's irrevocable. Interesting. This is okay. Let me set up. Okay, 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 and. And this is for, because I know there are different life insurance policy providers. This is across the board. Absolutely. If I mean, you got to call and make sure, because, you know, now, now a lot has changed. Okay. There are so many enactments going on. There's so many bill of rights. There's so many different uh, changes, even with business, right? They're like, hey, and, you know, I, I see it's a lot going on. Like, oh, come 2024, things are changing. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, we have to start learning new information because so much are changing. Mm-hmm. So if we know things are changing, we want to put something that's in place that won't change, that will hinder our family. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that I created something today that will financially take care of my children, I don't want no creditor or no lawsuit or courts for that matter, coming to change what has been in place for the benefit of my children. Mm -hmm. That's why this is important to know this. So when we talk about children too, like you said, we're talking about protecting and caring from generation to generation. A popular account I know that a lot of parents use when they have younger kids to prepare them for college, I believe it's called the 529. 529 plan. Yeah. And most of the times, even with the um, custodial accounts and things like that, because the parents will put themselves as the owner of the account mm-hmm. and it's for my children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be the owner. The trust can be the owner of the 529 plan. Mm-hmm. Put the trust as the owner. Put the trust. Of, I, that's why I say own nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't even own my name. Mm-hmm. The Layla Lockwood LLC is trust owned. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm trying to. Okay. All right, all right. So these plans in place. I mean, you can have an investment account. You don't have to be the owner. But what I like to do is create barriers. So you want to have a pass through, a protection. So if you want to have an LLC in place, put an entity in place that's going to do the productivity. Okay. Because you don't want the trust to now start doing all the activity. A lot of people want to put the trust as the borrower. That will be a collateral exchange because you have private assets. So if the trust is coming forefront, all in the forefront, borrowing, doing business, Mm -hmm. you got to think what's behind them. So if the trust is doing all the productivity, you're now exposing potentially that your trust gets sued. Mm-hmm. And T. Rump just, he's going through T. Rump, T. Rump, Rump just, just start going through that mm-hmm. because he's doing a lot of productivity with the business and the entity and, and the trust all together. Mm-hmm. You want the trust to hold the asset that's going back to that holding company, mm-hmm. right? Let the LLC do the productivity. Or you could just have a corporation. I know a lot of people say when you say LLC, it could be sole proprietor, it could be a, yes, but it, create a legal entity and let that be the productivity. So if you say, oh, I have an LLC, I have a corporation that is the owner of my investment accounts. Maybe mm-hmm. I set it up with E Trade. Maybe I set it up with these different. And the business is trading. Mm-hmm. You see, businesses trade. Business have a uh, corporate stock and all this thing. All mm-hmm. these things we don't know. How did you turn yourself into a business? Yeah, no, we going there. <laughs> <laughs> if I let you leave here and I don't ask the right questions, I know that's I right. You get, you got, you get good. Um, how did I turn myself into an LLC? Man, the the trust was the foundation. Okay, I knew. Let me just say this: coming from a place where I'm hiding behind a cubicle, hiding behind a phone, hiding mm-hmm. behind a computer, right? Mm-hmm. Being a collection, of, you know, I'm saying my name is an alias, mm-hmm. right? I knew that this was so important. I knew that I had an important task to mm-hmm. do. But I still wanted to be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about protection. It's all about creating something that outlives me. So Layla Lockwood was saying, I have nothing to hide. You know, this is something that is created, that is structured properly. Um, and that's for the benefit of my family. Mm-hmm. But in the on this journey, as I help other families, you now can look at it as this name will live on forever. It's a business. <laughs> like your, you know, like your Tommy Hill figure, your Walmart, your, all these different companies, your Wells Fargo. These are family businesses names. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let me let me speak y'all language. So when it came to that process of essentially turning Layla Lockwood into a business, is it the same exact approach of like going to just create an LLC to where you did where you did yep. that? You just gotta make sure that that name is not taken. All right, so okay. Layla Lockwood LLC can be created like any other business. Mm-hmm. If you if that name is taken, let's say if your name is taken, you could put your middle initial in there. You can be a little creative. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe put your whole middle name in there. You just want to, you know, incorporate your name. The biggest risk that most entrepreneurs take is trying to build a successful business without funding. But that risk is a reality for one out of every three entrepreneurs because their personal credit isn't where it needs to be in order for them to access that capital. Now, the truth is you can close the gap between where your business is versus where you want it to be by leveraging business credit. But if your personal credit report is poor, 99% of banks and lenders are going to deny you from doing so. 
And I should know, because a couple of years ago, I leveraged my personal credit report to get funding from Chase to start my company, and now that very same company, Take All Financial, is serving entrepreneurs just like you that are looking to restore their credit to get access to five to six figures in funding. So if you wanna go from risk to reward, click the link above or below this video to schedule your free consultation so that we can restore your credit and put you in position to access capital to build the business of your dreams. So then now moving forward, any affairs that you're doing Layla Lockwood, the natural person, is not, you're simply, Layla Lockwood, the person is just a manager. But in terms of who's connected to it, it's either you, the trust Correct. or it's Layla Lockwood LLC. Not Layla Lockwood, the natural person. They asked to see the boss, so they sent me, Come dog. on, no, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so then now let's let's talk a little bit more about that, especially when we talk about like business creation LLC. Because like I said, I did, I did my homework. Yes. I did my research. Yes. You talk a lot about, and I didn't even know about this, especially with me being in space. You talk about Form 8332. And no, the, 8832. 8832. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. I was testing you. I knew. I yes, would make sure you yes. did. So 8832, talk about why is that form so important when we're creating these, creating these businesses? Entities, yes. So when you create a business, um, the IRS, first of all, they give you the opportunity for you to tell them because you're creating it, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're going through the setup of getting an EIN, it's going to tell you, it's going to say, it's only going to be three ways that they're going to identify your entity. It's either going to be a partnership, it's either going to be a multi-member uh, business, or it's going to be a um, disregarded as entity. Mm-hmm. So when it's disregarded as entity, if you don't select which way you want to be respected as how you're structuring it, mm-hmm. then the IRS is going to say, oh, well, she didn't select anything. So we're just going to disregard it as a separate entity. Mm-hmm. So if you're disregarded as a separate entity, that means every business transaction that you're doing, that's why you're attached to your business personally. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, so you mean to me, everybody skipped the screen? I'm reading. The screen says to be taxed as a separate entity. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it does. It, it just classifies you. How? your business will be taxed. It didn't say because you made over $50,000. It didn't say, that's not what it's saying. It's saying how. And if not, if you do not fill out the 8832 form, then at that point, you fall under the uh, default rule. That's a default. It's a mistake. Mm-hmm. You're operating incorrect if you don't want to be taxed together. Mm-hmm. Diving, diving deeper into that. Yeah. You, ha- you have, I laugh every time we say this, when, when we talk about separating ourselves as a natural person from a lot of these things that we're doing, these assets we're acquiring, entities that we're creating, things like that. You mentioned you mentioned the soul show security, right? <laughs> and kind of just separating ourselves from that. Talk a little bit about, from your experience being in this space, some of the biggest mistakes that a lot of natural individuals are making now when it comes to how they're handling their social security, mm. when it comes to acquiring these assets and getting these different things set up. You know, I play on a lot of words because I want people to get it. I Mm -hmm. meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, some people have been very, very successful. Then personal guarantee and everything. Mm. They're one 30 day away. Mm -hmm. If you're late 30 days, you're one one late payment away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if there's something like a natural disaster, then you can literally take out your personal life, livelihood, which is your personal credit, and your business can go bankrupt. Just because you're not structured properly, just because you are walking into these financial institutions and you're voluntarily giving your soul social security. security. There you go. Yeah. You selling your soul. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. Right. And it, it should it should do something to you. It should make you feel like, wait a minute. It feels wrong mm-hmm. because this business was created to separate me. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep asking for my soul? 
show security, security. right? Mm-hmm. So now you go into this bank, but if you if you realize in business you are your separate entity, you are separate from the business, but you should be a sole proprietor walking to the table. You should create, you should, you yourself, your first and last name. You heard the term DBA, doing business as. Correct. Every time you do something with your business, this is not personal related, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing business as. The problem is you're doing business as the owner and you never separated yourself. You can do business as the operator. Mm-hmm. And here's the game changer. You now can contract yourself. You see how owners want to get paid too, right? Mm-hmm. But I, instead of me getting paid as the owner, I'm getting paid as an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to get a separate EIN because now I am an employee to the entity. Mm-hmm. See, EIN is for employee identification number. So I need to be identified as an employee. I'm not the owner. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to go and set up an EIN for banking purposes. Mm-hmm. And it's public record. This is perfectly legal to say... I'm not the owner. I'm just the manager. This is a contract. I'm not W-2. You know, I'm not doing this self-employed. No, I'm not self-employed. I'm separate from the entity. Mm -hmm. But this paperwork has to be in place to do so. This is not just waking up and saying, I don't want to get my soul to security because she said no. This is doing the proper steps. So you got to be filed on a county level as you got to identify because you got to register the business of how you're doing in the state, in the county. Because on the federal level, they don't communicate with one another. These okay. are two separate things. So on the state level, my first and last name is registered in public records, is doing business as my first and last name. See, I'm going I'm to play on words because I'm not going to say self because that's going to confuse the people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it as a sole entity, mm-hmm. sole proprietor, individual. But any business, I might have five. You know, a lot of people, they've been setting up LLCs left and right every day, right? right? Very true. IRS will allow you to get an EIN every day. Right. But if you're creating these LLCs, you're running, running around here get, getting money out the bank, you're not playing nobody. You're not leveraging nothing mm-hmm. because you keep giving your soul with all these different businesses. So how is it that you operate in ethical? Let's talk about the proper structure mm-hmm. and how you're protecting yourself. When you walking in the bank, giving them your identity, saying mm-hmm. that I'm going to personally give. Hey, this, this, is, this has nothing to do with the banks is giving you the money. Baby, you, you're not, you're not, you're creating actually, and it's unfortunate, right? Because when you create something that is now, people have seen millions of dollars by creating their businesses, come and become creative. But if you're not structured right, it will go to probate. So you guaranteed it. Right. <laughs> See, now you got me feeling, you got me feeling bad because I, yeah. I, as my, I, I, I specialize in like credit personal yeah. credit and the business credit. So the rule of thumb, especially when it comes to applying for like funding mm-hmm. is the, the best way to put yourself in position to get the max amount of funding is to you is to personal guarantee, which is essentially to use your personal credit report to put yourself in position to get business funding from a leverage standpoint. That is the quickest way to get access to funding. But then for you're saying from a protection standpoint, you're putting yourself at a risk in doing so. Right. And you can go the alternative route of using just using the EIN and everything else that we set up. The words that you're using is talk triggering. OK, let's it's talk the about quickest it. way. Yeah, it's the fastest way mm-hmm. that they're going to give you. Mm-hmm. And how long are you going to do that by putting yourself in the middle of a business transaction? Who's going to be who's going to wear the who's going to wear the bulletproof vest? If you mm-hmm. keep putting yourself in the line of fire. And you know that you're not guaranteed to be here. Why would you personally put yourself in that position? Do you think Chipotle going out here 
giving their social security. Do you actually think Target is out here putting their social security on these documents? Mm. See, and also when you use your personal credit report to get business funding, when is your business going to get the credit? Because you personally took it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we have to understand because you never use your paydex score. Mm-hmm. Now, you might have used it for structure properly, you know, right. proper, you know, for the application process. Mm-hmm. But they're going to say, you give me your soul, show security, we're just going to prove you. Mm-hmm. They ain't checking to how long you've been established. They don't care. You don't care. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Because they know that they're going to guarantee it. You guarantee it. See, businesses can go into bankrupt. Business can, you know, dissolve. Mm-hmm. But but why would they, why would you um, go in business with them when they don't, they say, oh, well, we know we're going to get it from him. So, hey, the business can bankrupt, dissolve, whatever. We're going to take everything from him. Mm-hmm. So everything he's going to go get from us, he's going to bring us some 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 uh, some assets, and we're going to take it. Mm-hmm. I got to do some homework, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I got to do some homework, ladies and gentlemen. You got me going to be feeling Oh, yeah, I'm tired of getting stuff taken from me. I, 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 I got to go back and do some homework. Okay. No, for, so from a protect, protection standpoint, that definitely does make a lot of make a lot of sense. So then now, I guess my question now becomes, You've been doing this for for a solid amount of time. What is the biggest, I would say, what is the biggest motivating factor for you now, right? Because there are a lot of individuals who have high level information, like what we're talking about here when we're talking about getting trust and everything else established, but they keep it to themselves. Mm. You on Instagram live every day. You on you on YouTube, YouTube, and all these other different platforms every Drop day. Some plants in the chair. You understand? <laughs> giving giving away the information. What is the biggest motivating factor for you now? Is it the impact? Is it just from a self standpoint of like, yo, I can't keep this to myself. I got to get this information to the people. Where does that come from? You know, seeing my father uh, pour into me. Okay. And he says it all the time. You got to leave empty. You okay. got to fulfill your purpose. If you hold it on to something, that means you're insecure. You you have this mindset, and maybe you might not say it publicly, but you have this mindset that, you know, I don't want everybody to get this information. I don't want anybody to win with it. You know, somebody is winning with the same losing hand that you have. Mm-hmm. And if you walk around and say, I want to hold it all in for me, what does it do for you? It's going to drive you crazy mm-hmm. because you make room for new ideas. You make room for new information. Now that you see that people take this information and go, it, it, people can think they steal from me. You can mock me, but I've already done my job. Mm-hmm. It's helped you start thinking on a different level. Mm-hmm. But when you don't become creatively you, authentically you, you're wasting your time. So when I give, that was already my vision to give. Now, there are people say, I want more where that came from. <laughs> there are people say, I don't want to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess this up. I know that this is valuable and that's all that it is. When people see the value, mm-hmm. that's the joy that I get. And to know that I'm doing something to make my family proud. Mm-hmm. I think that what people have to realize that this position is not about me. Mm-hmm. And the more that I continuously to remind myself that this is not about me. I, I, I didn't do interviews. You know, that yeah. I did that as a, a favor for a friend. You right. just met me. So this is technically your my first, first real, real interview. On the Marvel Friends Watch Show, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I never wanted the... The huh, you know, because I don't want people to f- don't miss the message. You know, um, there are people that that's not going to like what I say. They're not going to like how I say it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, triggering to people because guess what? 
They probably won't forget it. They probably it's going to be a reminder to them that they need to get started. Um, they're not going to like the messenger because people are going to try to say that you're not qualified. I'm not a licensed practice attorney. Well, I'm not practicing law. Mm-hmm. This is real information that people need to know for their families. And last time I checked them, the attorneys ain't got no license. There you go. They got a bar exam. Okay. There you <laughs> so, go. So I, I, I turned the TV off. I said no to friends going out and, I just got into a zone because the place that I was in when I got started was a place that was not my comfort zone. It was a place I didn't even want to be. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was up. And the more that I give, the more that, that we expand. So right. why? Why hold it all in? Right. It's not going to do anything for me. Me and my kids are good. And if anybody tries to take whatever they can take, and then you want to stop me, you want to muzzle me. They don't, you know, a lot of people don't like, I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't know that this can upset a lot of people. Right. But I understand that we are the world changers. Mm-hmm. New information. The, the society is changing. If you're not innovating with the world, you're getting left behind, and they don't want to be reminded of that because they felt like they put in the work or they felt like they did it the right way, the American way. Mm-hmm. I went to college. I went to this. But you cannot pass down your degrees. Mm. So at some point, you have to get unprogrammed. You better get un, unfocused because a lot of things where people say, I'm too zoned in. See, some people can focus on the negative. So sometimes you got to reshift your focus. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do it. I think that's a great, great, great place as we you know begin to close, just diving more into that, reading your story. Seeing where you are now is so powerful to me because, you know, you're, you're on a tour right now. Yeah. You're in a position where you're empowering I don't say hundreds of thousands hyperbolically like that's it's that and then some. Yeah. But, you know, not too long ago, literally going back a couple of years ago, you were in a much different place that wasn't too favorable. Right. I was I, in a shelter. Yeah. Home, being homeless. Um, if I understand correctly, divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Divorced. Still having, of course, be a, be a mother for your children and all these other different things to fast forward. Now being in a position where you're at as we close, if you could speak to someone who sees where you are now and maybe their today is what your yesterday was, right? They're in a, mm-hmm. bit, a bit of a tough spot and they're trying to figure out, okay, what's this next step? Where do I go from here? What do I do? What would those closing words be to that person? You don't have time to focus on your situation. You have to get into a place where you're sick and tired. You know, I, I never said that um, I just rock bottom hit me. You know, I, I use this saying a lot. I say, you know, I, how does it even go? You say, I got I got hit at rock bottom mm. or rock bottom hit me. I'm like, I was living at rock bottom. It was every day. It was something else happening. And if if life is going to life, right, life is life in, if that's going to happen for you and you're just focusing on the negative, you're going to stay there. It was the saying that it just, this has been in my, this has been in my spirit for the last couple of days. If you stay complacent, it's nothing going to happen for you. Mm. Right? So if I just stay stagnant, I'm a, I probably would have still be there. I would be blaming other people. But when I started getting active, it because I knew enough. I didn't have to be perfect. I didn't care what other people, you know, how they say, oh, she's coming out rough, raw. I'm, I'm so aggressive. Like, I'm passionate is what they say. I'm passionate. I'm not. Listen, you guys, I'm so, I'm so nice. <laughs> um, but I've been through a lot. And I said I had, enough was enough for me. Right. So I had to get to a point where I had to be real with myself. Mm-hmm. And I had to meet myself. Because uh, guess what? If you dig deep inside there's going to be something else in there that's going to say, you got this, you can do it. So you got to start talking to yourself. These things that I've done for me was not about me. And and I know that there's other stories that's similar. But some people are like, I don't believe in myself. I don't know how. I don't know what. You got to find that. I, I can't tell somebody how to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the manual. 
I started creating my own money manual. So when people have a money goal, you you get fizzled out. Mm -hmm. I have a people goal. I have a purpose goal. Mm. I have a goal for my children Mm -hmm. that that will not run out. So when you have a goal that just not run out, Mm -hmm. you're going to figure it out. Mm. Everything is figure outable. Mm. Okay, that's a word. (laughs) We're making it a word now here on the Robert Show. And from there, it's like keep growing. There's other people that's going to see you. There's going to be people that's going to dig in your background and try to tell you that you're not qualified. I qualify myself. Mm. So I don't know what anything that I said resonated with anybody watching. You know, just be you. Be different. If go that go where there's no path and leave a trail. There you go. Flip. For generations after generations after generations. There you go. Layla Lockwood, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you, of course, to everybody that tuned into this episode. We appreciate y'all greatly. Uh, where can the people find you? I know right now, right now, right now it's a little <laughs> tricky, but hope we we all hope by the time the episode is up, it's, yes. back, it's up and running. Listen, um, LaylaLockwood.com. So www.laylalockwood.com. Right. You can find me on all platforms at Credigenics, C-R-E-D-I-G-E-N-I-C-S. That's the only page, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, I'm going to be in your city. There you I'm, go. Be, I'm, I'm popping up. I'm outside. Yeah, yeah. You and you've heard it first here. I'm Layla Lockwood your favorite trustee. There you go. And I'm Marvin Francois, the host of the Marvin Francois Show, where y'all are tuning in. And we appreciate each and every single one of y'all. We know that you received tons of value. And if you haven't already, what are you doing? Take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now, to just go ahead and show this episode some love. If you're listening on audio, leave a review. If you're watching on visual, make sure you subscribe to the channel and tap in for future episodes coming up. As always, you guys, I'm Marvin Francois, the very lovely Miss Layla Lockwood. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank y'all. And Stay God bless. Rooted. Peace.